0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated.
1: Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 485. Thanks for listening once again. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Australians are spending $3.86 billion a month to stay connected and entertained, and we'll show you how you can save money. We also ride the Vegas loop in a Tesla and tell you how this could become the future of transport. We'll also take a look at the world's first digital temporary tattoo printer. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Skullcandy Push Active Sports earphones. We're also going to check out the fixed-wing UAV that can take off and land like a drone. And which masterpiece film is being released on 4K to celebrate its 50th anniversary? And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected. And Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Have you taken a look at your monthly spend when it comes to the internet, streaming services, and your mobile phone plans? Well, would you believe that Australians are spending $3.85 billion a month in these areas? And when you break that down, that adds up to $150 $150 per person per month on those services. This is research that was done by reviews.org and shows that we are spending big money to stay connected and to stay entertained. Now, when we we spend the most money on our home internet connection, so collectively, so per month in Australia, more than $2 billion is spent to keep us connected that works out roughly at $80 per person ne- the next highest expense is mobile phone spending and we spend 1.15 billion dollars a month or $45 per person per month and streaming services which when you think about it that's our newest expense that runs at 642 million a month or $25 a person. Isn't it interesting how you look back uh years ago when before the internet, before mobile phones, before streaming services, we didn't have these monthly expenses. So I know I hear a lot of uh, I hear a lot of younger people saying oh it's, it's hard to afford a house and it's hard to do this and you know what they, they do have a point yeah pricing prices are higher interest rates are a lot lower though but there's all these other things, these are uh, these other expenses, like these ones, like the internet, like mobile phone plans, like streaming services, that weren't around when their parents were buying their first place. That so wasn't an expense. So this has become an expense. And, and and none of these, maybe with the exception of streaming services, You couldn't call any of them, they're all all essential with the exception potentially of the streaming services, but streaming services are part of our entertainment package, but they are essentials in my mind. It's interesting too though that in the course of a lifetime, the average Australian will spend for all these services I mentioned, streaming, mobile phone and internet, the average Aussie will spend $140,000 for these services. So look, I know it's a new year and a lot of people are looking at ways to maybe save a bit of money in 2022. I think these are the three areas, I think that would probably be the first things you would look at. It is a perfect time to sort of take stock of our spending. Once a new year, it's almost like a resolution. If you want to try to save a bit of money, you might be saving for a holiday or a car or a house, whatever. So uh, reviews.org have suggested some ways to save some money in all these areas considering how much we're spending. And the first one they've suggested, and when this comes to streaming service, a couple of things they've suggested here, make the most of free trials. The the free trials, they last, some off. I think most of them are 14 days, some are 30 days. But I think the, the point here is to make use of that free trial period. But just remember though to cancel before the end of the trial period, otherwise you get charged for that first the the monthly fee. So that's that's part of the thing when you sign up to a service to get the free to get the free trial period. You got to put your credit card details down for the for the deal to go through for you to have an account. But uh, once once that free trial period ends, then uh, then you're on the books. You're paying the monthly fee. The other suggestion they had with. The streaming services and I'm not sure if I've, I've if I would do this myself, but their suggestion is to on the streaming side is to sort of do a bit of homework, know when the new shows are coming out on which platforms, and switch from one to the other. so don't have two at once have because there's there's no locking contracts with any of your streaming services so you'd be able to, uh, have stay for one month with one and then go back to another month with another another streaming service. And their suggestion is to take a look at when the big shows are coming out. So you think, okay, in April oh, there's this show coming out, I want to subscribe to that service, to watch that show, and then your other the other service might have another streaming show that, that might be starting up at another time. I don't know. That's a, a bit of homework you'd have to do there. And when you consider that the price of a streaming service is – on average, about fifteen to twenty bucks. I think Netflix have raising their prices again. I think they're twenty five dollars a month if you want the four K, if you want the four K version of uh, of the service. That's another way you could look at potentially saving and get a bit a bit of money if you if you're living in a household with, I think you can choose to have two or four multiple streams at the same time. So there there might be some money you're saving there. But let's move on to I think the biggest area people can save money. We'll Internet and mobile, I reckon, both have equal opportunities to save a bit of cash. Let's start with the internet. So I think if you're on the if you're on the NBN, and you're obviously in a, if you're in a household with a lot of people, let's like say family, children, everyone's hammering the internet at the same time, then. Yes, you do need, that's a, that's a necessity. You need those higher speed tiers to, to take advantage of everyone being on the network at the same time. But if you live alone or you may be just a couple like an empty nesters or just you and you and another person, a flatmate, you and your partner, then it, it might be an idea to maybe go to a lower speed tier. That might be more appropriate and cheaper for, for you. you still be able to stream and do everything you need, but do you really need that, that sort of bandwidth and that sort of speed? if it's just two people or if you're living at home on your own. And on the mobile side, again, a massive opportunity to save money here. And I know a lot of people who have been on the same plan for years and they don't realise that that plan is old and expensive and all they need to do is maybe check to see whether there's a cheaper plan. And, And I'll bet my bottom dollar... Nine times out of 10, if someone's been on the same plan for more than three years or even two years, I would bet that there is a cheaper plan that offers more data. And a lot of people are, so the way it works now is you can you can buy the phone outright or you can pay the phone off separate to your plan. So on the plan side, look at ways where you can save. So... If you, I think I'm on, I'm with Vodafone and I, I pay, I'm getting like 180 gigabits a month or something for $60, which, which that to get that kind of data two years ago would have cost me $100 a month. But now it's, it's a lot cheaper. So do your homework, do a bit of a stock take on, on your services and you're bound to save some cash. And a good time to be doing that at the start of a new year. If you want to see all those stats and check that story out a little bit more closely? Check it out, techguide.com.au.
0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick.
1: Well, we are back on home soil after the Consumer Electronics Show. and But while we were in Las Vegas, we did have the opportunity to ride the Vegas Loop. Now, what the hell is the Vegas Loop, I hear you asking? Well, this is a tunnel system that's been set up at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Sort of a proof of concept, if you like of this new service that can get you from point A to point B a lot faster. Now, the Las Vegas Convention Center is is pretty massive. And there is the South Hall, the Central Hall, the North Hall, and the brand new West Hall, which is just open at the Convention Center. But if you were to walk from the South Hall to the West Hall, you would it would no joke take you 25 to 30 minutes to get there that's how big the convention center is so what they've done and this is this is Elon Musk's idea this was a, uh, an idea he proposes Elon Musk head of head of Tesla and SpaceX he proposed several years ago this new tunnel system that would basically take all the above ground transport for cars and put them Below ground, his other company is called the Boring Company, and boring means boring through the earth. Not uh, not that you're going to put someone to sleep. It's boring, as in the Boring Company. They make tunnels, so it was that they set up at the convention center, the Vegas Loop, which went from the South Hall, a stop at the Central Hall, and another stop at the West Hall. And but the basics of it is this: it looks like like a, 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 a train station. So you walk down, go down an escalator, and you're you're suddenly in an area where there are Teslas pulling in and out of the of this this area, and taking you through the tunnel to your destination. So the idea of it was, and we wrote it: the, our video and stories on Tech Guide, and also on YouTube and on TikTok, and all, we we shared them everywhere the video shows us getting into a Tesla and saying, okay, we'd like to go to the West Hall. And then we they pull out and then they zoom through this tunnel that's barely big enough to fit a Tesla, by the way. They, they were using Model 3s and Model Ys and uh, I did see a couple of Model Xs in there. And they've only got enough room on either side in this tunnel. I think it's like 43 centimetres either side. And they were a we were able to head through to their our destination in no time it, it took 2 minutes a trip that would normally take 25 to 30 minutes on foot so th- this the concept's pretty simple underground faster than above ground because there's no traffic lights underneath there's no there's no traffic you just you're all riding in the same direction and you're getting where you need to go a lot faster now the original proposal for this was for a Tesla driver to be able to enter one of these tunnels, their car somehow is fitted with like a railing system and they would then be able to drive at high speed along these tunnels. So the the the, the railing system would, would be like being on a roller coaster. You're, you're fitted perfectly on the, on in that space and you're not going to go anywhere no matter how fast you go. Uh, so that was the original idea. It, it's now this tunnel system with all these cars underground. So... Proof, I think concept proven, but it gets better. The Clark County, which is the governing body of local government council area of Las Vegas, has agreed to expand the Vegas loop to run below the Vegas Strip. So you imagine anyone who's been to Vegas will tell you that it might seem it's not that far down the strip, but it's a long way. You got to walk across bridges and through casinos, and it's there's never a short trip, even if you're walking on the Vegas Strip. Well, now with the Vegas Loop, that's going to be extended to run under the strip, so it'll run from the the northern end, which is uh, I think Mandalay Bay. I think that's a southern end from memory. Uh, so the Mandalay Bay is right at the very end, all the way past uh, New York, New York, Excalibur, New York, New York, Park MGM through past Caesars, Aria Caesars, the Venetian, the Mirage, all the way up to Treasure Island and even further up, up the strip to uh, the Wynn and the Encore. So uh, this is something we're going to see. Obviously, not going to be overnight. It's going to take a few years to develop this and drill, drill all the tunnels and get everything working. But the concept is terrific. Imagine getting from one end of the strip to the other in minutes to, to, to do that on foot or even in a car because you can't just thumb a ride on the Strip. You, they've, they've got to pull into a casino and come out again and go around the back, and it's 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 complicated. This would really change how people travelled up and down the Vegas Strip. And I've seen it, the, the proof of concept at the Las Vegas Convention Centre. It's terrific. If you want to check it out, uh, it's at Tech Guide. There's, a, there's our video on there as well. But well worth a look. The Vegas Loop, the, possibly the future of transport. Now I don't know about you, I don't know whether you are brave enough, you might already have a tattoo, permanent tattoo, uh, that's commitment, isn't it? You get a tattoo, it's there for the rest of your life, it's, uh, you got to really be committed to that, uh, not everyone is like that, and there's a product now that, that, that is for those who are a little bit, not don't want to commit to a tattoo, might be a little bit scared, they don't want to be there the rest of their life. But there is a device that we found at the Consumer Electronics Show called the Prinker. So it's printer, but instead of a T, it's got a K. Prinker, P-R-I-N-K-E-R. The world's first digital device that can apply a temporary tattoo of your choosing. So uh, if you don't fancy having a design on your arm or on your back or on your leg for the rest of your life, then this is an option so it's basically like a little printer. It's it's four to about fifteen centimeters long, weighs about three hundred thirty grams. I think they're even working on a lighter, even a new lighter version that weighs one sixty nine grams. And basically, it's a printer that can run on skin or paper, and uses safe cosmetic ink. So it's not like your ink cartridge for printing on paper. This is special cosmetic ink so that even on skin, the colors still look pretty bold and bright. Uh, and yeah, it can handle. And there is a video of me getting a, a tattoo on my forearm, and it, it looks surprisingly detailed. It is, I was really surprised at how the quality you're getting. So you basically roll it up your arm or wherever you want to put it. And suddenly you're looking at this design and, and it works in conjunction with an app, of course. So you can put in whatever design you want, whether it's your company logo or some pattern that you like or a cartoon character, whatever you want. You can then apply that using the safe cos- cosmetic ink on your skin. So the printer pairs up via Bluetooth to the app and then from the app, you can or access thousands of designs or upload your own. So we did try this for ourselves, as I said at CES, and we had the CES logo printed on our arm. There's a video of us doing that. And but what they do first of all, there comes with a little spray bottle, so they spray a little bit of primer on your arm, and then they apply the uh, the printer, and you are suddenly looking there then at a, at your design at the pattern. So I th- I reckon this has potential. It'd be fun to have maybe at a party or maybe a, a company promotion or. I don't know like a kids like getting stamps you know the, you like get, to get the kids used to get the stamps on their hands and their arms and stuff maybe a nightclub instead of getting a stamp with your nightclub you get this fancy logo up your arm to show that you uh, that you were at the club Prinker it's uh, coming to it, it will ship to Australia it's priced at 269 us that's the larger model there's a 199 the smaller Prinker. And they did say they contacted me and said they do ship to customers worldwide from their website, which I've linked on my story on Tech Guide. So what you get in the box is the primer, you get some ink, and you get the printer itself for you to then go nuts and have all your temporary tattoos that you like, and then simply wash them off with water if you're not if you don't want a permanent tattoo that is. But if you are, if, if that's you. The Prinker may be uh, your solution for your temporary tattoos. Do you want to see that, see more? Watch our video and see the link to the website. You can find that all at techguide.com.au.
0: Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick.
1: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear Kicking off the reviews this week, we are looking at the Skull Candy Push Active Sports earphones. Now, what I like about Skull Candy is they're a brand that really doesn't mind doing you're trying to stand out from the crowd. They, they their designs are pretty unique. They got a pretty pretty cool sort of brand brand of sort of uh, brand awareness to them, and uh, they, they've got that sort of youth feel to them as well. So a lot of younger people are attracted to the brand. But with the uh, push active, uh, the push active sports, they've really uh, offered again a unique design and, and great set of features as well to set them apart. I think from it's a very crowded market, the earphone market, and having having a design and a look and feel like this, I think will uh, maybe win them a lot of customers. Now the uh, design, let's talk about the design first of all. And the first thing you'll notice is that the the earphones have ear loops, which. You don't see that often nowadays. It seems that was a trend a while back. But um, Skull Candy decided to hang in there with these ear loop designs. So the earbud still fits in your ear, but you have the added security of the over-the-ear loop. Now, for personally, I, I, the earbuds fit into my ear quite well, didn't really need the loop. But there are a lot of customers who the ear loop does take a lot of pressure. Off their earbuds. I know, I know some people don't find it comfortable having something jammed in their ear canal. So having this the support of the of the over the ear loops can reduce that pressure, but also to give them a sense of security too. When it comes to they might be working out, running, they might be doing all kinds of things, and having that over ear loop just adds a little bit more security to to the fit, so they're not going to fall out. Having having that over-ear loop is kind of like having a seatbelt for your, for your earbuds. They're not going to go anywhere, no matter, no matter how strenuously you're working out. And naturally, of course, being sports uh, earphones, they have an IP55 sweat and water resistance rating. But as I said, they fit, fit me fine. The, the, the loops uh, were just an added protection. But a lot of people may think, you know what, that that is the added protection they want. They get a bit of peace of mind knowing that uh, they're going to, not going to go anywhere and they're also going to perhaps take a little bit of pressure off them wearing their earphones. They don't have to jam them deeper into their ear canals for them to listen to their music. The other thing that that struck me with the the Skullcandy earphones is the exterior. Normally with earphones the outside of the earphones is the button. So you can you can touch it to pause, you can double tap it to to play again and whatever you need to do. The Skull Skullcandy decided not, they're not going to do that. They had a dedicated button at the back of the earbud. So there's none no, no risk of an accidental activation. I've done that too. I've brushed by the earphones and I've paused my music or gone to the next track accidentally. So I think that saves that accidental activ- activation. Uh, but the And the beauty of having the button, it's at the very back of the earbuds. Uh, they're really easy to locate. So it's not a matter of uh, you hit or miss. They're, they're definitely, you, you can easily find them. And you can then even program what these buttons can do through the Skullcandy app. So you can be programmed for, for controlling your music, answering calls. There's even a control To take a photo, the photo app, on the camera has to be open on your phone, but you can trigger the shutter by uh, pressing the button on the back. Now, if you haven't got, uh, if you take a selfie, you're going to have a selfie with your hand behind your ear because that's where the button is to press the, activate the shutter. But I'm pretty sure that if you put it into a timer mode, that activates the timer so you've got enough time to put your arm by your side or around your friend or whatever you need to do so you're not going to be looking like a, a DJ with your hand up to your ear. Another cool little feature. But you know what? The, probably the most interesting feature of the buds uh, of these the Skullcandy earphones is the IQ Smart feature, which allows for hands-free voice commands. So you can answer calls, navigate your music, play and pause, adjust the volume simply by saying, Hey, Candy. Pause and it'll stop your content. Or hey Skull Candy, play and it'll keep playing. Or hey Skull Candy, make the volume seven and it'll it'll do that as well. So you think about how useful this feature would be because you're not having to touch the earphones or your phone. How many times have you need tried to stop your, your music or someone comes up to talk to you and or you want to go up and order a coffee and you've got to try to fish the phone out of your pocket and try to press pause and it could be a hassle. But here Hands free. You can just pause it using your voice. So uh, I, I reckon that's a pretty cool feature. The it, it the other part the other part of that that I like too is that you can also you with your voice turn on stay aware mode. So it's basically their pass through their hear through mode. So that way you can hear your voice. Uh, you can hear the world around you quite clearly as well because they do have. They they don't have active noise cancellation. They have a degree of sort of uh, of passive noise cancellation, but the the earphones do allow for the push uh, the the stay aware mode. So you you might be running or you're walking near traffic. So it's really important that you be able to hear the noises around you to be aware. So uh, great features so far. Now audio wise, of course, the push active sports earphones. I lo- what I like about them, they deliver a big sound, really robust sound. Loud, clear, nice bass, level of bass as well. You can adjust the in the Skull Candy app the equalizer, and they do have presets that allow you to match what you're listening to. They've got great presets for if you're listening to a podcast, so voices are really clear, loud, and clear. Or if you're listening to music, you might uh, your music is, gets a little bit punchier as well. So, or you can just have a crack at your own. You can you can customize your own equalizer. So, pretty good right there. Um, they also have a share audio mode, so you can, uh, you can someone else can be listening to the same content as you if they've got a skull candy pair of earphones as well. That's another feature too. Uh, the, i tell you what was really good, the battery life. Battery life on the, the earphones was up to 10 hours. It was just lasted for ages. And the case itself uh, it offers a total of 34 hours as well. But the, the thing about the charging case is pretty big because because the earphones have the loops and it's it's quite sizable. It sort of nearly fills full palm of your hand size charging case. There's a little there's four little LED light, lights on the front so you can tell how much charge is in the case itself. Uh, as as uh, and if you do put your earphones in there for about ten minutes, you can get two hours of playback if you want to do a quick charge. So look. Uh, Great battery life there as well. They also have tile te- technology built in. So if you happen to misplace one of your earphones and you have a tile, you can actually call it from the tile. So you can locate it. It might have fallen down under your t- the- the- your desk or under beside the couch, down the couch or whatever, in your car somewhere. You- you'll be able to play. It'll play a noise from your tile so you can locate it quite easily. That's uh, another cool feature as well. The Skullcandy Push Active Sport True Wireless Earbuds. They're $179.95, so I reckon pretty well priced there. They're available now from Skullcandy's website and also from JB Hi-Fi. But uh, if you want to read our complete review, you know where you can find that, techguide.com.au. Next up, we are talking about another product we saw at CES. This was a really interesting one. Uh, I'm a fan of drones, and this is kind of a drone. It's called Vettel, as in metal, but with a V. Now, this is a fixed-wing craft, but it can land and take off like a drone. So that's one thing with a fixed-wing UAV is that you need a bit of room to land the thing and take off. So it's not like something you can just drop onto a spot because it does need a bit of runway, but not so with Vettel. It was launched in November last year, 2021, and it looks like something Batman would use. It does look like, a, like it has that sort of wing that wing shape uh, with pro- propellers at the front and a big rotor at the back and can fly like a regular fixed-wing craft but can do the vertical takeoff and landing in the same way as a regular multi-rotor drone. So this is a sort of first of its kind. It's sort of a mixture of the two. It's sort of fixed-wing aircraft, but also a drone at the same time. And so uh, fixed-wing drones don't have the sort of luxury of being able to land on one spot. They do need, as I said, a bit of room to move, a bit of room to land. But now you get the best of both worlds. Yet the fixed-wing efficiency, that's the one thing about the fixed-wing is that it does offer, because the rotors, like on a normal drone, all rotors have to be running all the time, so there's no real aerodynamics to it. It's it's all powered through the, through the, through the rotors, the props. But with a fixed-wing craft, there is a bit of aerodynamics, so they can glide and so they can save a bit of power, so there's a longer battery life for a fixed-wing than a drone, I'd imagine. And so, when, but when it's time for you to bring it down, you can just activate the rotors, and it'll it'll land there are these large rotors on the on its base. It'll it'll turn upright and then be able to land precisely. For uh, instead of having a longer area to to land now, the Vettel has been in in use for a while. as since like I said, it's been in use since November. It's been mainly used for mapping, mapping road constructions. Large-scale surveys, but the company said they told me this at CS. They wanted to get in, sort of bring the product to even more industries and even introduce it into the consumer space as well, because uh, they're seeing that uh, the 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 device is a lot more useful for a wider category of industries. So, uh, in agriculture, for example, Vettel can provide information like estimate the yield of a crop, weed and disease detection. Uh, It can detect the type of and amount of fertilization that might be required. So uh, very handy. But what surprised me was that this thing weighs, and you look at the pictures, it's not small, but it weighs less than five kilos. It's got a 1.3 meter wingspan and can be used for photography uh, it's got a swappable payload, so you can put different types of cameras, an RGB camera, multispectral thermal camera. You can uh, you can make use of that. It's made of military-grade material and has this sleek design as well, so it can fly for longer periods on a single charge. Now, as a mapping tool it can also be fully autonomous so it can it's got 4G and 5G built in so it can fly longer range operations but still give you that ultra high resolution stream of data at the same time now vettel compared to a regular drone can provide 14 times more coverage so than a regular drone and being able to now vertically take off and land like a regular drone it can even land on moving objects like on a ship or on a truck or a train thanks to the uh, – it's got built-in visual infrared and radar-based technology. So it also has target-seeking navigation. So it's quite a quite a product, this one. And can be so much more useful, though, because of the fact it can take off and land like a regular drone. So it's kind of the best of both worlds, I call it. Vettel. Check out our video. There's a video of, uh, of the drone, and uh, you'll see our story as well at techguide.com.au. Now, I bet you've been wondering, what's the movie that's going to be released on 4K to celebrate its 50th anniversary? So that means this movie must have been released in 1972 it was released march 23rd march 24th actually 1972 and went on to become one of the greatest films of all time my personal favorite my number one movie my number one favorite movie yes and i'm a star wars fan but this is this is my number one favorite movie it's the godfather in fact in my other podcast with uh, my good mate Trevor Long, this was the very first episode of our other podcast, The Best Movies You've Never Seen. So I recommend you go back and listen to that. But The Godfather is being released in 4K for its 50th anniversary, and it's also going to be released in theatres in Dolby Vision, so 4K, so enhanced, uh, from February 25, 2022. And this, this remastering, this restoration was overseen personally by Francis Ford Coppola, who was the director of the trilogy. So he's uh, he's had his hands all over this thing, making sure it is pre- it is precisely restored. Uh, some amazing stats about the restoration, by the way. They used three hundred cartons of film to scrutinise every frame of every th- all three films for the best possible resolution. There were four thousand hours spent repairing film stains, tears, and other anomalies with the negatives. A thousand hours spent on color correction to make sure that the HDR tools respected the original vision of Francis Ford Coppola and the cinematographer Gordon Willis. Now, in addition to the five-point-one audio approved, uh, that was a, it was so when it came out on Blu-ray in two thousand seven, they did an improvement on the audio. Now, the original mono tracks on Godfather and Godfather Part 2 have also been restored. And again, all this work was overseen by Francis Ford Coppola. So if you want to go see it in the cinema, which would be a terrific way to see this movie on a massive screen like that, especially in this pristine condition uh, after it's been restored. I've I've got the trailer on, uh, on Tech Guide as well. Just check out how clear it looks. It's incredible. But uh, on March the twenty third, two thousand twenty two, that's when all three Godfather films are going to be released together in four K Ultra HD on digital and also on Blu Ray disc as well. So you can have Godfather, Godfather Part Two, and the recently released Godfather Coda: The Death of Michael Corleone, which is a, a re a rejig of the Godfather Part Three that was that came out last year. That was. I think that was bugging and Coppola for for many years. He wasn't quite satisfied with how that ran, so he had a little bit of a rejig on some scenes and took some out, put some in, and now that he says is the definitive third and final chapter of the Godfather trilogy. But the original Godfather, fifty years old, it's you know, from nineteen seventy two, was originally released. Fifty year anniversary celebrating on this brilliant four K, this four K version. And there's also going to be new bonus content on the discs as well. So all kinds of extras. Behind the scenes. It also, I think there's going to be a special collector's edition that comes with this amazing deluxe packaging and also a hardcover coffee table book as well. I know that well, I know that one I'll be buying. I'm a big fan of all movies, all these movies, uh, especially the original Godfather. And Godfather Part 2 is, I reckon, I consider the Godfather and Godfather Part 2 you can also consider them one big film they're just both brilliant the only I think from memory the only two the only film and its sequel to win Best Picture so uh, Best Picture Oscars so pretty good if you haven't seen The Godfather by now as well so you might be able to discover this for the first time in the best condition it's ever been in or if you're a fan of the movie like me see it like you've never seen it before in 4K I can't wait the Godfather on 4K for its 50th anniversary. Now, that is an offer you can't refuse.
0: You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick.
1: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security. And that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers the patented game optimizer technology can help maximize gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you've come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game optimizer can free your PC from power hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts, and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats, including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide.
0: All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk.
1: The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by our good friends at Belkin. Belkin, if you need cables, a power bank... Some great earphones. They've got a range of earphones as well. Check them out: belkin.com forward slash au. Now, I get a lot of questions about people not only asking for tech tech advice and and help with a product, but they often run into trouble and they need to they need to take it back to the store. Or it's not working as described, and a lot of people aren't aware of the Australian consumer law. I do get a lot of people saying, "Look, it's out of warranty. Can I do this?" Australian Consumer Law protects Australian customers because even if your product may be out of warranty, there is a possibility that you can still get a repair, replacement or a refund if the product isn't working as described, if it's faulty. So you do have some recourse. I did have an email from a a, a reader who was asking me about an iPhone 12 that she purchased in November 2020. That's less than two years ago. It's a year and a half ago, and she was told. Uh, apparently, she changed. She upgraded the the software, and she couldn't. The phone couldn't make or receive calls anymore for some reason. And she took the SIM card out, tried it in another phone. SIM card was fine. It's the phone that was faulty. And uh, she was. Uh, she checked in and said, "Look, oh, they te- keep telling me it's out of warranty." And uh, iPhones normally, uh, Apple normally offers up to two years warranty on, on their devices. Um, and I told her that you you should be protected by Australian consumer law because there is a reasonable expectation that considering the amount of money you spent on that product, that it will work well beyond its 12-month warranty period. So uh, she took that advice and, uh, uh, I understand, went back into the Apple store and said, look, this is the issue and I'd like a, a repair or replacement or something, but it should be covered. And a lot of people when they buy a larger, more expensive product, I think TV is probably the best example I can use here. You you normally spend a couple of thousand dollars on a TV. And what some companies try to do, some retailers try to do, is to upsell you extended warranty. Now, my advice to you is this. Ask them what extended warranty gives them, gives you that the Australian consumer law doesn't. And I guarantee you they don't have an answer. So don't be taking up extended warranties. So if you spend $5,000 on a TV and it goes goes bust a year and one day after you bought it, you are still protected, even three years after you bought it. Because as I said, there is a reasonable expectation that a product you paid so much for is going to run for more than a year, more than three years. So the law is on your side do not take an extended warranty because they're basically selling you something that you've already get for free so just keep that in mind And that is our show for this week. Wow, that went quick. If you need to find out about anything that we've spoken about on the show, you can, of course, find it at techguide.com.au, along with a story and a video perhaps as well. And if you want to get in touch with us, don't be shy. Hit us up at info at or hit the Ask Stephen icon, and that will get an email into my inbox, Quicksmart. We'd also like to thank our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.